Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Here we are. Uh, good times Friday. Or, excuse me, good times. I keep saying that. I guess it's, uh, I, I have that in my heart. You're really looking forward to all I am, this, right? I'm, I'm actually excited about this. Uh, end times Friday. Um, I think we should just rename it Good yeah, Times yeah, Friday. Good Times Friday. Uh, it's, uh, it's actually, you know, again, as I perceive it, is it's it's one of the, in a sense, it's it, it could be the most amazing time in history that we get to be a part of. Exactly. Uh, that, uh, yeah, there's there's problems <laughs> and issues, <laughs> including uh, including it could be very very oppressive, including martyrdom uh, for uh, people of the remnant. But um, it's it's a short time uh, when it starts to happen, and then the victory comes when Christ literally returns, and then resets everything up with a uh, mm-hmm. called the millennium, which we'll get into again in more depth, uh, which is. Uh, uh, all all uh, wickedness is eliminated. Uh, interesting enough, there's still, because it starts over with people already here on earth that they keep multiplying as humans, uh, we as a human uh, beings, because of the problem with Adam and Eve, have a, what's called a sinful nature. Mm-hmm. That doesn't alter. Uh, so the people born during the millennium live into and born, are born with a sinful nature, a self-centered nature. Don't you just kind of wish that wasn't the case? Yeah. Well, in the end, it <laughs> won't know? be. Yeah, it won't be. But, you know, yes, it is. And then uh, the good news is that Christ physically is here. Uh, we believers who get to come back with him are in our translated bodies. So we get to, uh, you know, go through Star Trek type stuff where we can just get transported <laughs> one place to another uh, and, and have re- uh, life with him with the humans who, because Satan's not here anymore with his demonic, uh, by the way, there's still entropy uh, mm-hmm. because the world is still uh, under that system. It's not re- it's not remade. Uh, only at the end is it remade, so it's not remade. Right. Uh, and then um, uh, people will come to know Christ easily, uh, and there won't be this wickedness. There'll still be self-centeredness that we have to process through. Uh, but we'll be, you know, think about what we get to do in eternity. Uh, particularly during the millennium, uh, and we do it now because of our heart, but we get to teach people how to abide. Which is an amazing thing. Right? I mean, how fun is that going to be mm-hmm. where uh, there's not even a struggle of, well, yeah, but how come right. and, and where's this and I don't want to and I'd rather. It would be, yeah, sure, I'd love to learn that. Why would you not? You know, because it's, mm-hmm. we're going to be there to help them. And so that'll be fun. That's going to be fun. It's going to be beautiful, right? Um, at the end of that, you know, Satan's released again, uh, and he tries to convince people, again, that it's not true. Mm-hmm. And beyond me, and again, it's beyond what we could fathom, is that Christ is here, 
is is believers translated believers are here people that are living here can get converted and how in the heck could anybody think it's not true mm-hmm. but, a, but a bunch of them do it's it's remarkable you know and i think it's pride i think what it what it is is pride back interesting enough to the very very issue of adam and eve mm-hmm. adam and eve had it all right and what did satan appeal to don't you want to do this right yeah right. and and no surely you're not going to die surely uh none of this will happen and instead of them with any thought of it's pretty nice here yeah um pride may, and self got in the way maybe maybe i should check back in and have god help me uh stay with this nice they appeal he appealed to their pride and they fell mm-hmm. in the, even in the presence of god them, himself so that um at the end of the millennium, I believe that's what it, what the appeal is to is pride, uh, and people first further get caught up mm-hmm. in in I'd rather be instead of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, God is going to say to us, "Well, it, I checked before you, life and death, blessing and cursing. If I was choose you, I'd, cho- I'd choose life. <laughs> you know, it's going to be way better." So uh, we've talked about that, um, but as we talk about the uh, the beast and the antichrist. Um, uh, we got to understand the depth of that, and we and we're in Revelation 13, and let's pick it up uh, from where we left off last week. So let's go ahead, if you would, uh, Kathy, go ahead and read that again. Uh, Revelation 13, uh, one through 10. Now this is uh, this is John seeing it. Um, as you put these things together, think of Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel didn't see it. He was told it. Mm, Uh, That's right. uh, I'm going to tell you, and he described the beast. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's different. He saw the ten heads, uh, and one one of the and and we called them horns. And uh, out of that, uh, a little horn, not one of the ten, rises up during the first part of the tribulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, eliminates three. Eliminates meanings. Uh, by the way, and here it gives us a little bit of a clue. It's not by a power move. It's mm-hmm. a it's a clever. Uh, let me step into this role, and you're still there, but you're and you're supporting me. They actually support mm-hmm. him, um, and it's clever, and it's adopted, and it's beautiful. And he goes on to talk about ultimately, you know, the beast is destroyed by God, etc. Uh, okay, Revelation. Here, John actually physically sees it. Mm-hmm. And now he's writing what he sees. So he's given a little bit more depth to the question of, you know, and our questions are real simple. Um, how does the tribulation start? What's this beast really? What's the relationship between the beast and the Antichrist? Right. And what's about the mark and all this stuff? So. Uh, Revelation gives us a little bit more input on that. So go ahead and read again Revelation 13, 1 to 10. Sure. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard, his feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, 
and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was given authority to continue for 42 months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of, the li in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Okay. Uh, so, um, you know, he's talking again about um, uh, the beast, uh, seven heads, and now he's describing, as he sees it, um, he's describing uh, what, what Daniel spoke, mm -hmm. that it started out with ten, and now there's seven, and one of them mm -hmm. is actually the Antichrist. Um, right. Yeah, and he said he's, he's like a leopard, fast moving, uh, feet like a bear, powerful, uh, mouth the mouth of a lion, roaring and devouring. Uh, and he's got all the authority uh, from Satan, who's the dragon, and he's got, he, he has to throw in his position, his authority. Um, and then one of the heads, he's talking about Antichrist, in verse 3, is mortally wounded, mm -hmm. but the deadly uh, uh, wound, it was healed. Right. Uh, uh, and he says, uh, it's interesting, and this is a clever little uh, by the way in Scripture. Mm -hmm. In verse 3, it says, as if... Mm -hmm. It had been mortally wounded. So you see some deception there. Yes. So that, and his deadly wound was healed, mm -hmm. but he already told you it really wasn't a deadly wound. It wasn't actually a deadly wound. It appeared but to be. But that's interesting to pay attention to, because you just see the deception through and yeah, through. Yeah, it appeared to be a deadly wound, so it was a setup. Mm -hmm. uh, of, uh, and remember, everything that Satan does is counterfeit. Mm -hmm. So that it looks like light mm -hmm. but it isn't right. um, you know and it goes back to again with Adam and Eve uh, his approach to them was did God really say mm -hmm. and of course he didn't really say that well and, and Adam and Eve said well yeah I kind of did say that well yeah but you surely won't die mm -hmm. if you do this don't you want to do you know don't you want to be so he takes you know, deception is taking some truth and distorting it. Right. So in this case, uh, and again, because of uh, Satan looks at what I call uh, counterfeiting or co-opting uh, everything that is of God. You know, like, for example, mm -hmm. um, if you've been to Israel, haven't you? I have not. Have not. Okay. It's on well, my bucket list. Well, then we'll, 2020, we'll, uh, we were supposed to. That's start, right. Remember? That's right. Well, we'll have another. <laughs> our our group will have another chance to go over there. But um, uh, the Muslims have co-opted uh, mm -hmm. Bethlehem. Uh, they're they're trying to take over Nazareth. Right. Uh, they've already taken over the uh, the skull the, the the skull of the rock where Christ was crucified. Mm -hmm. uh, they're already occupying that. 
they tried to, uh, they've occupied the Temple Mount. Mm-hmm. And not only occupied it, but what did they establish on the Temple Mount? The Dome of the Rock. The Dome of the mm-hmm. Rock is their, is their, is their primary uh, place of temple worship. Where the Holy of Holies was and the temple, mm-hmm. they now sit there. Wow. Uh, and so the enemy, you can see, wants to, wants to uh, co-opt it and look like it. Mm-hmm. So in this case, you know, think about what he's doing here is, uh, and we'll get into the uh, trinity of, the, of Satan. Mm-hmm. We know that God, the trinity of God, is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Right. And the Son was crucified and dead and res- resurrected. Uh, and then life came through the uh, Holy Spirit. Uh, well, Satan, uh, his trinity is him, the leader, mm-hmm. uh, the Antichrist, the Son, physical mm-hmm. Son, and the false prophet would be considered uh, another element of the Trinity to encourage right. people to do it. But here, as he thinks, uh, the Antichrist appears to have been killed mm-hmm. and then resurrected. Right. Not really, because it really didn't happen. Right. But it appears that way. Why? What is Satan doing? Think of what Satan's doing. Reproducing right. what the Christian community thinks it was Christ. And he mm-hmm. said most of the Christian community, because remember, we're going to talk about the false we'll prophet, will be fooled and say, well, of course, then, you know, he, he must be God because he was he, he, he died uh, and, he, and he did it. And he said the world marveled mm-hmm. and followed the beast. Okay, now, right. um, uh, it's interesting that... Um, there was a there's a, a little bit of a coalescence, what I call a coalescence, in that verse. Mm-hmm. Um, the beast had seven heads. One of them gets killed, um, uh, and the deadly wound. He was deadly wounded, and then all the world mar- marveled and followed the beast. Uh, mm-hmm. And they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, who is like the beast who is able to more, make war with him? Okay, so the beast is the system, mm-hmm. but here it's translated into the Antichrist. Right. Now it's the person. Uh, uh, and so uh, think of it, uh, and this is an interesting analogy. Um Jews was was Israel, right? So you would look at the Jewish system mm-hmm. of of worship. They worship God, uh, but it was the system of sacrifice um, and all the processes they did to function as a as a unit, a Jewish mm-hmm. you know culture and a Jewish religion. Well. Christ comes out of that and goes to death and is resurrected. So when we think Christianity, we think who? Jesus. Right. Um, well, he's now the leader, the, the uh, ultimate uh, position of worship of, of God's way on earth. Uh, and we would call it Christianity or Christians. Right. Uh, and but it's Christ. So now they become synonymous. Uh, mm. So that is it right. is is it is it only the person of Christ? No. 
uh, it's Christ as we do what? Follow the truth mm-hmm. of all that he embodies in the life of God and says, well, this is it. And, and by the way, what did he give us to do that? It's called the Bible. Mm-hmm. So now do we worship the Bible? No. No. We worship Christ who represents the truth of the Bible. And in order to worship, and this is really interesting because of what we teach, in order to worship Christ, we have to abide in what? His word. In his word, right. Do we worship the word? No. But we, do, we, we put the word. But it's an integral part of it all. Yeah, and we know something that, see, the word is Christ. It's mm-hmm. spirit and life. So it's, it's both. Uh, it's the truth. Follow the truth. Process the truth, which he's given us and embodied in the, in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But it's represented in the person of Christ, who we worship. So when we say, I'm a Christian, I both embrace the, if I'm a true Christian, I both embrace the scripture as true, and I worship Christ who is the truth. It, it becomes together. See, you see how that mm-hmm. works? Right, um, right. And that's what happens here, is that the beast was setting up their system mm-hmm. of truth, which by the way, we know something about it. It's all bad, all evil, but the world considers it to be good. Right. Um, that's the system. Is now embodied in the person of the Antichrist. And so it's when it says now, the, and it'll talk further about the beast, it's both. Mm-hmm. The body of truth that they've represented as the way to go and the person who just now is to be worshiped as, as God. And they, and they, and they actually, uh, because of what Satan is doing, is that they're worshiping me, uh, which is what he wants. What he wants. Uh, uh, so, uh, and then in verse 5, he was doing what? He was given a mouth. So now when you, when you uh, look at the beast, it flips from just discussing it or the beast mm-hmm. to discussing him. Right. Now it's flipped to the Antichrist. Very specific, yeah. Uh, everything is about him now as the, as the leader of, of the beast. He is the beast. Uh, mm-hmm. He was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was given authority by Satan to continue for 42 months. Uh, so that, um, remember, uh, and this is where uh, there's confusion, because it said, well, if he was given authority for 42 months, doesn't he have to come up first? And no, the beast does. During that 42 months, he steps into this place and becomes synonymous with the beast. So it's, it's, a, both, oh, it, it's, it's a both and. Um, mm, okay. And then during that time, during the 42 months, um, he starts to speak against God. Uh, now, um, and this again, it would be another indication that we're here in what way would he need to speak against God? Well, to be able to come against the Christians and trying to because we represent not we yeah. represent God and say we don't accept what you're saying, right? And well, I got to speak against that. Okay, now when you speak against something, which is what Satan does, and this is what he said to say Adam and Eve. What does he say? Not true. Right. Okay. Now. On what basis would he have to speak it's not true? Because there's somebody 
speaking truth. He's speaking the truth. And I got to come. Yeah, I got to come again. If we were point. gone, hmm. why he wouldn't even need to speak. So again. this definitely feeds the idea again of at least mid trib. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, it implies again if we were gone, well, there's mm -hmm. nothing to speak against. There's nobody mm -hmm. representing the truth anymore. Uh, Interesting. And so he's saying, no, um, I'm, I'm coming against it and speaking against it, which I believe because we're the physical representation of the invisible God, he's speaking against what we are mm -hmm. standing up to, to speak about. Um, and uh, he said he, you know, he comes against every tribe, tongue, and nation, so it's worldwide. Uh, mm -hmm. All, in verse 8, all who dwell on earth will do what? We'll worship, worship him. Worship him. Um, and all whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And we're going to talk about that a little bit deeper. But again, it implies there's people here that don't worship him. And who mm -hmm. are those people? Those people are true followers of Christ, which means they're not gone. Uh, mm -hmm. So another, another indication. But the world, fundamentally, when he says, I'm God, by that time, what do they do? Yeah. Yeah, they accept uh, it. And see, everything about it, and this is interesting, the start of the tribulation, mm -hmm. the adoption of the beast, the receptivity of the Antichrist, the, the receptivity of the worship of the Antichrist as God is all completely voluntary and completely embraced willingly. Mm -hmm. It's not a, uh-oh, look at what that guy did to overthrow things to get there. So, like, for example, when in World War II, uh, when Hitler did what he did, even people within the German country, even people within the German army, and there's great documentaries about this, they came against him because they right. said, this isn't right because he's doing it by force. It's by irrational mm -hmm. ego and power. And there was opposition, first of all, from the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Then there's opposition within their own ranks. And, and there, was, there, was, there was resistance. When this happens, there's no resistance. Hmm. Because it's not perceived as a egotistical maniac power play. It's all seen as isn't this good and beneficial. Because if I worship anything, ultimately, even, even believers now, if you really worship God or you don't, it's really based on, well, what's your experience with God? Right. Uh, even a believer now cannot worship God, even though they're a believer, because well, it's not that good for me. And and by definition, what am I doing? Which which we you know the Bible sets up. What are you doing? You're worshiping idols. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's an idol? Anything that's not God. Anything that's not God. Yeah. And particularly your own way, which means you're operating in the flesh. So believers can be in a position where they don't worship God either because it's just not that valuable to me. But if I right. do worship him, it's because I've, I've, I've seen the beauty of it. In this case, up until this moment in mid-trib, they see everything as fantastic. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, I'll worship him, and they, and they do. Uh, so um, as we go through that then, uh, he says, um, uh, you know, it's gonna get, it's gonna get tricky uh, because of now what's being set up. And he, he, right now he's going through what's called mid-trip mm -hmm. uh, and saying, okay, what's going to happen? So the beast, and let me try to summarize it again as we end this session. Um, the beast is the system. Mm 
that is one world government, uh, one uh, economic system. And again, we, we could look at a picture of that in a simple way. Um, and people that are in New York City actually will know a little bit more about this than those that, that weren't. But in order to function in New York City during COVID, mm-hmm. um, you had to have a vaccine right. to be able to go to the store and buy something uh, or to go to a restaurant or go to a show. You had to have a, va- a vaccine. So right. the system was in order to in order to yeah. function, it was this way. It wasn't really embodied. It was certainly led by the mayor and the council and all of that. Mm-hmm. But um, they weren't they weren't looking at the system as a person. They were looking at it as a bunch of rules. Right. Okay. Uh, what happens here is that that's how it starts. Mm-hmm. It's a system of operating right. and it's rules and it's economics and what you mm-hmm. have to do. And you and one thing is we give up our sovereignty. Right. You're not an American. You're part of the, you know, and, and again, this if you. This is part of the one world government, one, one world One world government. And anybody that's ever watched Star Trek, for example, uh, they call it the Federation. Mm-hmm. And it was worldwide. Everybody on earth was part of the Federation. Mm-hmm. And it was no longer America or Europe or, or uh, Asia. It was where well, you're part of the new federation that mm-hmm. you surrender to their authority, which they did. And there was one economic system that functioned worldwide. Okay, that's the system and rules of what you can do, what you can't do. Um, and, and we can go a little bit into that later about what's called the Great Reset. And I can give a little bit of thought about at least what they're saying about it. Right. About what that what that new thing looks like, and we'll get into Could that. Could look like, right? Uh, but it's a system. But out of that system comes a person mm-hmm. who steps into that role as head of the beast, and now becomes synonymous with the beast, and he's in league with Satan, mm-hmm. and ultimately says, "I'm God." And he and right. that that all happens in the forty two months. It's kind of funny, isn't it, that it's that specific? And it's within that, that, so that is within the first 42 months. That's the first half of the The first half, and that's why at the time he becomes, I'm God, it's called Mm mid-trib, the end of the first 42 months, going into the second 42 months of the seven years, which is then when God's wrath comes, which which we'll Mm -hmm. get into. So uh, as we summarize it, a beast system, out of that... Uh, those is ten-headed, uh, which means it's probably a st- corporate structure, not a national structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of that comes the Antichrist. He's actually an agent of Satan, and ultimately, for the purpose of worshiping him, the Antichrist, and and Satan. And by the way, interesting enough, uh, the only people that will ever call him Antichrist will be who? True, be- true believers. Yeah. Everybody, I mean, nobody else will say he's Antichrist. They won't even say that. Right. He's just a great leader. Hallelujah. You know, and so mm-hmm. it's really, really interesting. We'll get into the depth of this more as we mm-hmm. continue with this discussion of the beast and the Antichrist and what's going to happen. But it's pretty, it's pretty c- cool in Scripture. It kind of really kind of lays it all out uh, right, for us. And right. that's not fuzzy. It's all going to happen. It's just a matter of when is that going to happen. And, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll talk about... Uh, what the uh, what uh, there are there are groups around the world 
who are already talking about the Great Reset, mm-hmm. which is one world government. So maybe right. these are synonymous. So it's going to so be interesting. Those could be ushering in, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll pick it up next time. Great. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for your wisdom as always. And thank you for joining us, everyone. If you have questions, be sure to send them in to yeah. questions at afjministry.com. And have a fantastic weekend. Yep. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.